This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? Fantasy Football Hustler back at you, and we got another mock draft. And you know I usually do super flex and I mix in the IDP, but we're giving back to the community today. You know, we're going to be coming up with a bunch of 1QB mock drafts just to make sure that everyone out there is covered with the content that I'm that me and my friends are bringing. And if you guys aren't signed up on Patreon, go get signed up there right now. Patreon.com slash Hustler. 420 i'm bringing the advice just to the next level like i mean we got a draft guide going on there with uh rankings from like five or six analysts in the game including myself we got offensive line rankings there we got uh kicker and team defense rankings there just in case you guys need that and i'm bringing one-on-one advice you get the all access tier or you get the ultimate supporter tier i'll literally help you with one-on-one live help uh during your draft you just got to give me the draft day and time and if all that wasn't enough, get signed up now because we got the Ricky Williams signed jersey giveaway. So, yep, you get signed up right now. You get your entries into that as well. All right. Before we start this mock, I got to bring out some of my homies here because, you know, when I'm doing these live mocks on Sleeper, I'm always trying to bring some of my friends in. So let's bring out my man Taco representing the Daily Sporting. Woo! What is up? I am high. It's going down. This, this is this is my bread and butter. This is this is where I, I, I like to eat. One draft QB redraft. Like, oh heavenly. I just was in a 12 team league where I had fourth pick and it was out of 10 teams. I was telling you the other day. Now we got two more people in this 12. They're redoing the draft. I'm hoping I get something new. But I'm hyped for this, bro. Hype. Oh yeah. Let's get it. So, yeah, this is going to be – I think I may have done one one QB mock. I don't even think I've done a one QB league yet. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, well, we'll see. I'm in the Megalobowl with the footballers, so that one's always going to be a one QB in team defense. Maybe one day they'll step it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. And then another recurring guest. You see, he's everywhere right now. Someone who I can even say is probably hustling harder and more than me. But let's show some love for my man, Maddie Daddy. Oh, yeah. I'm the hustle. Freak out, man. Football <laughs> season is around the corner. Mm, I can taste it, dude. Hustler Taco, let's get down to business. Let's do those single mock drafts. Get them guys ready for the QB season we're about to have in store. Let's just hit it hard and hit it fast, baby. Woo! Fact. Oh, yeah. And in uh, Hustler fashion. Are you ready? <laughs> and wait, that's not enough. I said, are you ready? All right, we got everybody in there. We made them wait a couple extra minutes. So here we go. Let's get it started. And I'm going to have this on the podcast later, so I'm reminding myself now to be really good. And at the end of every round, we're going to read off the picks of that round. And we are getting started. So, all right. So I was going to tell you, I was going to do something really wild um, in that other draft. So it's a PPR, one quarterback redraft league. And with the fourth pick, Instead of taking Derrick Henry like he's projected to be there, I was taking Devontae Adams. I was oh. going big time on the wide receiver because I was like, if I am not getting a Kamara, Cook, or McCaffrey, what other player can consistently get you over that 300-point mark? He's like 52% wide receiver one. He is probably the most elite wide receiver right now in the game. I, I I went bold there because I also, like we've seen, I like those mid-tier running backs. I like those guys that are going from like three to five. I like a couple of them. I can dig it. Yeah, man. And it always, I mean, you know, one QB. How many teams did you say? You said 12, right? Yep. Like, when is Henry going to break down? You can't get that much workload in the NFL and not eventually break down. Like, it's going to happen. Just when? I feel like it's a ticking time bomb. I also was debating taking Saquon Barkley at four, but I was like, that's too much of a homer pick. All so risk I, with Saquon this year, man. I know. If he doesn't play week one, man, that could kill you in the first round. Man. I know. That's why I, sw I, I went on Adams. I just don't like Henry and PPR. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but if Adams is on the board and if you're talking about when Barkley's healthy, you know, because my thing was like, okay, if I have Barkley and he's not that healthy, but by like week you know, seven, he's like Saquon freaking Barkley, you know. And there you go. You see Adams and Diggs I know. going seven. So, I mean. I love that this year. There's always going to be one or two wide receivers, you know, that go in the first round. I mean, you know, Kelsey could always pop in the first round. I mean, especially if you're in the eight yep. or ten team draft, like you better get Kelsey in the first round because he's not making it to you in the second round unless you're at the turn. I'll be honest, man. Eckler, to me, is one of those underrated guys. I am in love with Eckler this season. I think he could be Kamara Light. And see, we've had a few people chime in here. So uh, my man JC Money Design uh, said that Henry's only had the workload for two years. That's for sure. No, Mark's saying the same thing because, yeah, even the first year that he was in the NFL, I mean, he was like a backup to DeMarco Murray. I get you. I get you. But eventually, with the way he plays, it's not like he's a guy that's a a, a guy that operates in space. He looks for contact. That has to he's put a, big, a little he's more. He's a big boy. Out. He is a big boy. He is. One, one thing I will say 
is it always seems like, I mean, he gets all these yards and he seems like a grinder, but he's always got those big, uh, he's always got those big runs, you know, where he, nobody yeah. touches him and he breaks off 90 yards, you know. Well, let me read off uh, round one for the podcast, peeps. So CMC, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Henry, I took Zeke at five, and then Adams, Diggs, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley in the first. Who do you I, guys think out of all these first round picks? Who was the riskiest pick? Oh, Barkley. It's got to be, right? He's the only one that's not guaranteed to play week 1. Well, and I'm not I'm not even going to say for week 1. Let's just say on the season. Like so, I mean, because everyone here is pretty much being drafted at their ceiling. Right. Uh, Who do we think doesn't finish as a because 10, 10 running backs went here? Who do we I think mean, I, might I'm not, not as, top 10? I'm not as high on Taylor as most either, just with the situation. Yeah. I think I'm that's saying, a lot of red flags. So, same. Yeah, I, I'm trending down on Taylor. And honestly, Elliott scares me a little bit. And taking Diggs there, like, are we really expecting Diggs to repeat that crazy performance he had? Like, I do expect him to come down a little bit. Um, I personally think that Aaron Jones. Austin Eckler um, and Gibson are, are three of those guys in, the, in that mid to later round that I'm really like loving. Like I like their upside. I like to me at four, I would rather be at 11 than four because I have a shot at, I had a shot at Jones, Barkley and, and, and um, Gibson. And then yeah. on the back end, I ended up with Kelsey in, in the second round, which I mean that when you talk about positional advantage, no one offers it like Kelsey. So it's like, especially in a redraft QB late league where I can get running backs and wide receivers. I, I, I like the late end. I do. And so you guys know that uh, I'm really big on reception perception and how that really, I mean, how that breaks down the wide receiver position in general. And Matt mm-hmm. Harmon was on the show a few days ago. He mm-hmm. said Diggs's performance in 2020 was literally the best reception perception finish in every single metric of any player ever. And he's been charting this shit for like, eight or nine years so we got to expect a little bit of regression yeah a little bit yeah and and i remember Diggs blew the fuck up in week 16 versus me in the finals so i really hate that bastard (laughs) (laughs) what up chris said we're almost here can't wait to pop in your streams and you help me win the big bucks you already know bro and make sure you hop over on youtube when you get a chance as well because the youtube chat is always a little bit better than the facebook chat facts and if he's in the group, he knows that we're going to be answering questions all year long. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And Coach C, same days last year for the start and sit questions. I'm actually expanding it this year. So I'm going to do Wednesday. I'm going to do Thursday. Um, I, I don't think we're going to do Friday. I think that's a day we're going to skip other content. But we are going to do Saturday and we are going to do Sunday. And I'm mixing in a Tuesday live stream for waivers. And we're going to be doing a fantasy news today show, literally a 30 to 40 minute live stream every single day for news. Uh, well, weekdays uh, during the season. So live stream Hustler, are you still doing your Friday casual uh, movie night? Is that still on the docket? Yeah. So me and Bogart are going to be um, doing that. It's going to be, uh, yeah, we're nice. going to be doing, mo- that's going to be, get us out of the football mode for at least <laughs> one night. <laughs> Relax a little bit. Talk about some fun movies, you know, that we haven't watched in a while. I'm definitely going to be hitting you guys up to see if you want to get on any of those because it'll be fun to wind down. Friday is kind of like, you know, after that Thursday game, it's almost like the start to the to the the real start of the week. The the calm before the real storm. 
For sure. <laughs> it's like, okay, we can all watch this one game. Everyone's going to try to avoid playing someone because we don't like playing on, on Thursday nights. <laughs> Joseph on Twitter, what up? All right, let's read out round two for the podcast peeps. So Gibson going at 2-1. The closer we get to the season, the higher he's going to go. But he's one of my yeah. favorite picks in the second round. For yeah. sure. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins. I took A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Elair, and Darren Waller to round out the second. Nice. I can dig it. Had a, had a big wide receiver run there in the middle, five in a row. Yeah, I'm shocked at that. Normally, these these running backs have been going up higher. I like that we're getting closer to the season and more people are starting to realize some of these running backs are wild cards. Like, honestly, I probably would have taken one of those wide receivers where I took Joe Mixon. For sure. I would have I would have liked to see any Joe one of the five. <laughs> like any one of the five. <laughs> and what do you guys think about Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the end of the second? I know that's where he's been going, but is that too rich in your blood or, or good? He scares uh, the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those he didn't wow us last year, so it's it's a little nerve wracking. And you bring in a McKinnon guy who, when healthy, can do do work in the pass game. So, yep. I think it's a wait and see with Clyde still. Definitely. Yeah, I, I I'm just I'm hesitant. I know that they increased that offensive line. It's going to be much better than it's been. But when I look at that that sample size that we've seen of him in like the red zone goal line short yard situations it did not inspire any confidence and when Le'Veon bell who gets cut from the jets is able to come in and eat into some of your target shares and snaps it makes you really have to wonder (laughs) like how do they really feel about you guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah like come on man that 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 to me was a red flag so now coming into this season they didn't really get anyone to take away from his, you know, real target share. Like McKinnon is like oft injured. Like that guy is like, fuck, right. fuck, ah. fuck you, Vegas. <laughs> that would have been nice. Uh, I mean, him Damn. or him fall into the end right there. Yeah, that would have been nice. Wow. Talk about sniped. <laughs> Jeesh. Jeesh. <laughs> Damn it. What timing, right? And a, then a panic pick with Daryl Henderson. That's not a panic pick. That's I like, know it's not a panic pick, but I was like, I was between, I was between Henderson and Robinson, but in my opinion, Robinson is way better than Henderson. Like it's, it's like a tier difference. Like Robinson's in that that secure tier. Like you know what I mean? Like the the that's the last wide receiver I feel like comfortable about. Yeah, and I mean, we're pretty much, I mean, that was, he was the 11th wide receiver taken off the board. So, yeah, once you get outside of that top 12, it's definitely a little bit of a tear break. And yeah, guys like Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, um, Allen Robinson, like definitely some of my favorite wide receivers to target in the third round of uh, a 1QB league. And man, those guys are like end of the third and fourth rounders in Superflex League. So that's what I'm loving. I went ballsy. Podcast people, let's read it out. So we got Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin. I took David Montgomery, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift, Allen Robinson, Daryl Henderson Jr., and Miles Gaskin. I'm so high on Miles Gaskin after this past uh, 
after his past preseason game, he might have like 80 to 100 receptions on the year. They they were talking about it being a three a three back set, you know, a three back three back uh what is it, a committee over there. Right. And he I, I personally have been a believer in Gaskin since about week two last year. He was one of the first guys I wrote about and I wrote him all all season. I've had him in that playoff game last year versus Las Vegas where he went off. So I'm partial to him. I agree with you. Like the guy is dynamic in the passing game. He looks so good, and I mean, literally, Tua is going to be check down Charlie. Like he's going to be like the new Philip Rivers of the NFL, and like he's I be just, Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, like I, See, I'm more I, hesitant. I, I don't like Tua. I'm a little more worried about Gaskin or Tua. Probably about Gaskin, and just that offense in general. I think I don't think it's necessarily he's not a good player. It's like you have two offensive coordinators. The offensive yeah. line's not great. They're talking about passing down the field, but then you know what do we have here in Miami? That's my biggest worry. Not not as much Gaskin if you can get him as an RB three, but fuck, if you're gonna have to put him at RB two, I'm a little worried. I mean, yeah, I don't I, mind him as an RB two though, like because when you look at what this guy did, he doesn't even have a wide receiver yet, so he's he does right. have him as a, as a top three pick. It's gonna yeah, be interesting I mean, for sure with Miami and. Couple yeah. of these teams, yeah. And the one QB league, I guess you might have to reach to the third for him. I mean, super flex, I've been seeing him go a lot later than the third yeah. round, so yeah. But I also, with the amount of running backs that came off the board, it's a tear break after after you have Hendo and Gaskins. Oh, yeah, after that, it, it's it's a drop off because now you're talking about rookies that have never done it and you know, a, a bunch of guys that are in timeshares. At least Gaskins were projecting to have a majority of the workload. Like right. you, you could realistically argue Gaskins over everyone up well, to Anderson Jr. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You could argue him over Swift, Sanders, Dobbins, Montgomery because of the work in the passing game. He could legitimately be an RB1. And like you said, if two is checked down Charlie, this guy's gonna yeah, be a that's the biggest thing is how much that offense yeah. goes down the field or if they're just checking down. It's going to be – and then if they use Malcolm Brown, like yes. he's just a body or if he's a goal line guy. We don't know yet. That's the one worry. And But what I've seen from Brown is he hasn't been efficient. He's been yeah. running it for like five times for like ten yards, and it's just like you're not going to get anywhere with that. Salvin Ahmed right. looked good in the first preseason game. Um, the, the coaches said that he wanted to be a three-back committee. So that's been why Gaskins has been falling, but like, I really do like him. I mean, he got one in on the ground and one through the air. You know, like I mean, both in the red zone. I mean, yeah. both in the green zone or whatever, whatever yeah. the last yards is. Um, it look it looked nice. Yeah, looked and nice. and he has big playability. Like he has yeah. that ability to make a guy miss and go far, and that like he's a home run hitter that can get singles like. That's why I'm like looking at him like he's pretty safe. At least he was, in my opinion, until the coach said about the three back shit. That really fucked with me. And that could just be coach speak, you know? That like could I mean, be coach speak. Because I mean, last week, I mean, maybe it, it was just them, you know, wanting to uh what's it called? Just limit his work a little bit, see what they had out of Malcolm Brown, you know, and then what do they do week two? They know what they got out of Malcolm Brown. He's like you know, maybe a third down back who can pass protect or whatever, you know, for that only. Yeah. But 
He's not going to be the third down back for a passing, you know, type of uh, right. play. Yeah, like he he is a short yardage, you know, you don't want to hurt Gaskin, so let's bring this guy in for that tough one or two yards just to get us that first down. I think in goal line, it might be Gaskins just because he gives you that flexibility to throw to, so it kind of doesn't force the defense into like, oh, Brown's in, they're going to run, or it's going to go to one of these other guys, you know what I mean? So okay. now the threat of play action becomes better, the threat, the threat of a flat throw, it makes you have to play your defense completely different. One, maybe their, you know, their defense is pretty stacked, you know, so maybe they're up, you know, 14 to seven or something, you know, in the, in the third quarter, maybe they just switch over to Brown for a series or two to let him grind it out, you know, something like that. Absolutely. All right. I'm slacking for you podcast people. We got two rounds to read <laughs> out. So fourth and fifth starts off with Hawkinson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, CD Lamb. I was a little surprised to see Woods and Cup go over CD Lamb, Chris Godwin, Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, Travis Etienne. Patrick Mahomes, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, and Josh Allen. And then to start the fifth, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Adam Thielen, Javante Williams, Mark Andrews, James Robinson, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, Julio Jones, and last pick in the fifth is up right now. It was closer in between Cup and Lamb, like super close. But all that shit that's going on with Dak Prescott has me goddamn worried. And you know what? Crazy, Cooper, isn't it? Cooper Cup got Stafford this year. So, and Cooper Cup is perennially one of these top guys. You know, him and Woods are super close. And I, I went Woods, but um, I didn't realize that I had Henderson and Cup back to back. I was like, damn, I just really went in on the Rams. There you go. And Cooper Cup's been someone that, uh, man, I, I, I've been on him since literally preseason of his rookie year. I yeah. mean, his dad was a professional football player. His grandpa's a professional football player. He lives, eats, sleeps, breathes football and was bred for this. So dude is a baller. I, I agree with you 1000%, man. That That's kind of why I was just was like, to me, it's like all those three guys are, are the last of their tier. I, I do have Godwin as a tier, maybe right below. Cause that situation in, in Tampa Bay is, is, is weird. There is so like, like the Rams have a lot of mouths. The the Cowboys have a lot of mouths. The Bucks have an insane amount of mouths. <laughs> like, there's everyone in every position. You're yeah. three deep at wide out. Plus you have some kids. Plus you have two running backs. Plus you have Tom Brady who, you know, knows how to play the uh, play the, you know, percentages. Gronk. So Hustler, I got a question for you. Yep. Looking at this, okay, so it's a PPR, one QB redraft league, and you got yourself damn near three running backs already. How are you feeling about that? You're you're more of a running back traditionalist here because, I mean. I got four running backs. I, I went four. four. Shit. Yeah. yeah. That's went, what I'm saying. And then I went A.J. Brown as my one wide receiver, and then I got David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams. I mean, Javante Williams shouldn't have fell to the fifth. I mean, really, that's I like so many wide receivers. And the two QBs, I mean, that made a guy like him fall. I, I couldn't pass up on that in the fifth. I had to force myself to do it. But now we're not looking too good, you know, with my second uh, wide receiver <laughs> spot. But uh, Go big now. You got to go for that upside play at receiver, yeah. maybe. We're, and we're going rookie there. So I just went three rookies in a row. May not always be the best strategy, but. You know, we'll we'll yeah. see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then, Maddie, you got the, the fourth quarterback off the board. I'm really interested in, in Lamar this year because, I'll be honest, I like where he's being priced this year versus where he was being priced last year. He was going up into, like, the third round. Now you can get him in 6-7. And if he rebounds, you're talking about a guy that, you know, him and McCaffrey were 1-2 and two in points in 2019 and both put up pretty historic seasons. And I like the upside that you get on Jackson. Murray's starting to scare me. I feel like my whole team has upside, but they have a safe floor. Like all yeah. these guys, for the most part, even the RB should be an RB2 at worst, but should have RB1 weeks, you would think, at least with Harrison Eckler. Yeah. I'm not as high on Swift as most. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Claypool. I think Claypool could take over more than a Deontay Johnson overall. And I'm real high on Dobbins, too. So it's going to be interesting to see with Lamar, everybody like that. I think it's so far. I think it should keep me in the in the league and maybe have some big weeks for me. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens with Dobbins because um, I have a 14 team league. It's like a 500 dollars buy in, and me and my friend do live draft and everything. We got the first pick, and J.K. Dobbins is a guy that we keep talking about, like right around that two three turn. Um, and my co manager is very anti him because. Of Gus Bus, because Gus Edwards be coming in out of nowhere and they just vulture everything. And Gus, it's like whenever yeah, you see but... Gus, you want to say like, okay, he he's you know it's Gus Edwards, but then you start like watching, and he's like, yo, homie, homie could play, and that's what scares me a little bit because between Jackson, Gus Edwards, um, Dobbins, plus the passing game, how does that really all shake out? Who gets goal line? But, how much passing? But what kind Dobbins of passing get? game do they have? I mean, right. this is a league-leading and rushing offense in the NFL. So, True. to me, there's there's more more to see there with Dobbins. I feel like they're mm. about to unleash the beast, and we're all either going to be too early or too late, or not you know not soon enough. So, right. Let me read out round six. Man. Let me read out round six here, and I'll give my thoughts. So, started off with Kyler Murray, then Brandon Ayuk, Melvin Gordon, Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham, Raheem Mostert. Trey Sermon, I took Demar Chase, Jerry Judy, Mike Gusecki, DJ Chark, and Damian Harris. So the one thing that I get a little nervous about is with um, you know the extended season with 17 games. If the Ravens go up in some of their cupcake games that they got, is Dobbins the guy who grinds the clock, or does Gus Edwards come in and grind the clock? I feel like that's Gus Bus territory. Yep. So that, that's one thing right. that makes me just a little nervous. Yep. I was really hoping that Thomas fell to me, though. Like, Thomas now is starting to become a value to me because from what I'm seeing, he's starting to come back. He should be back sooner than later. And if you're getting him in like that, I was debating him or Ayuk. Like, I was like, those are the two guys that I was really looking at, and I was hoping I could swing him back. But I do think that when you see that a guy like Herbert going in the seventh round, it just shows you in one QB and – in PPR drafts with one QB, you could really wait and not be like asked out. It just depends on who you like and what kind of upside you're going after and how your Taco. team shakes out. Huh? Taco Hustler, I have a request. Yeah. When the seventh round is over, can I read the recap for the seventh round? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's lit. My man is about to some energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what up? Shout out to Affiliate Sports. Yeah, make sure you follow them on Facebook. Probably going to have some live streams come with them, getting uh, getting your wagers ready for the football season. Dope. Like, uh, 
So how far does Dak fall now? Because now, now I'm looking at these quarterbacks like seventh round. I already got two running backs, a tight end, and three wide receivers. Like I'm, I'm looking at be, one of these quarterbacks. He's got to be flirting with close to the tenth round, close to double digits. I think just w- until we get some new news about you know what's going on with his injury. Yeah, this is what's getting getting scary with Dak. Is like what the fuck is really going on with you guy? But the thing is, the guy that picked ahead of me already has a quarterback, so I don't need to take a quarterback now. Yeah, and even in a little crazy in the seventh, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Especially in these one QB leagues. I mean, there's so many people that do not take a second QB. I I mean, I don't think I will ever pick a QB really early unless I get some extreme value, in which Patrick Mahomes was an extreme value, even where I passed up on him at the 4-8. I took ETN over Patrick Mahomes. Yep. There you go. Another one. So six QBs off the board as of now through the seventh round. This is a tough pick here. And there we go. I drafted Dak in one of my leagues last night. He better come back week one. From what I'm seeing, everything was over-exaggerated about his injury. So obviously we don't know 100% yet, but he should be back week one. And shout out to Charter, a Patreon member. Boom, boom, boom. All right, go for it, Maddie. Seventh round, ladies and gentlemen, has been off the hook. We started off with Michael Thomas at the 7-1 spot. Devontae Smith, injuries galore. Herbert went three, followed by the upside and Michael Carter, a little Claypool action here, but then not too far behind. Juju Smith-Schuster, Waddle, just a bunch of receivers with a bunch of risk, followed by Sutton. And your boy, Matty Daddy, took Boyd, Aaron Rodgers, Robbie Anderson, and Mr. Consistent with no upside, Jarvis Landry. <laughs> That's the seventh round, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jarvis, so Land- Jarvis Landry is like a perfect flex because, like, yep. Seven points, just, mark it. Let's go. Yeah, just right middle, middle of the road, blah, every week. He, he's like a perfect, like, last starter. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I just need to make sure that you don't. That's like if you're a championship team. He's like yep. your worst player. Yep. Because, yeah, at least for, I mean, he would, I mean, outside of my QB and tight end, Claypool was my last uh, starter at the other position, so. He, he took a QB, and he took a, a quarterback also. So Jarvis Landry's a little bit higher up on his pecking order in the flex. You know. Actually, no, he took him as his wide receiver too. Yeah. He went he went uh, RB heavy in the beginning. Yeah, but he has Gaskins in the flex, so that definitely does help him out. Hustler about to grab a quarterback? Uh, No, I think I'm waiting on QB. I mean, if you look at what you're set up with, yeah, there's only one team that's going to probably take a QB after you because three of them already have them. That's one thing when you're drafting people that you need to be looking at. Who has a quarterback when? Because I knew that when Rodgers like, went, I was like, okay, I wasn't even thinking about Rodgers because I was like Wilson or Dak. I was like, the guy after me has a quarterback. I don't need to take this quarterback first. Let me get the wide receiver out the way because I like Robbie more than Landry or Brown. Boom, got him, then got my quarterback. And realistically, it didn't cost me 
you know, the upside player. Like I knew he was going to leave a quarterback. There's no need for you to take that quarterback first. And those little things make a big difference. Yep. And one QB league, like, man, I could literally start the 15th QB, you know, on the week. And it's not going to be oh, yeah, that, that much of a difference, you know, between the seventh or eighth QB. So yep. one QB leagues, I just always punt that position, um, get like two of them, you know, at the end that are usually somewhere in the top, like 15, 16. It just depends if other, if anybody takes a second QB, which we do have bench spots in this mock. So we'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm. That's when I, that's when I start to pay attention at that spot. And like, I mean, I've been on this all all off season since um, what is it, the fishbowl? Ryan Tannehill is going criminally low. Like yeah. this guy's underrated. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's on the board till super late that I love. And I would like if it wasn't for the fact that Russell Wilson was here in the eighth round when I already have my two running backs, my two wide receivers, my tight end, and two of my three flex spots. Then I maybe would have waited a little bit, but I do like Wilson's upside. I do think Wilson could be a tick above Ryan. Yeah. How are you yeah. guys feeling about old Henderson this year? Henderson, I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. We're, we're talking uh, DJ or uh, Daryl Henderson. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I guess I get a little bit nervous for where he's actually going. Just because we see how McVeigh likes to switch things around, and I think he's going to be the guy. But do you see upside with Henderson, or do you just see like a floor of RB two? I see a floor of RB two. I think. Well, let's see how many running backs were drafted because I do think that's good value compared to where all the running backs were drafted. But also remember when he was the starter for that period of time before he got hurt, he was playing like a damn near RB one. He had his flashes. Now, I think with the offseason of him losing the job and now coming back into it, I think that hopefully gave him a little bit of uh, incentive. I have to really start looking at his preseason games to see what kind of workload he's got. But I think that it's a setup situation where he could be really safe. Like, he should be a three-down back. I guess that's what makes that's what makes, um, that's what what makes makes him nervous. You know, for, that's what makes me nervous about him. You took him at RB21. So, I mean, yeah, that's fair value, you know, for right. sure. Because that's where mm-hmm. I think he is going to finish as a low-end RB2. But I don't like the fact that, you know, when they brought him in, literally his first year, he got no play at all. And I'm pretty sure they drafted him as a late first-round pick, if not a second round. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And then the next year after that, you know, it's like Cam Akers, you know, they get him and, you know, it's Malcolm Brown and he's like the third man on the totem pole literally took Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown getting injured for him to become the starter. And, um, and then Cam Akers taking over at the end. That's what makes me nervous. It's almost like they don't believe in him and who knows if they, you know, come get another. uh... So here's let's pivot to that. So Henderson, we're doing obviously a redraft. But for a dynasty standpoint, is this a guy that you're maybe trying to flip for an upside receiver? Are you going to wait till a couple weeks in the season or will then it be too late? I mean, a lot of intrigue here with this guy. A lot of people getting ready for week one. I think I'd hold for right now unless I got a good offer because for dynasty, we're drafting him low. Or it depends on what your team is. Like If you're a team that's going to be punting and you don't want to lose the value in case he sucks – then go ahead, get your pick or, or get your upside player right. for next year. But if you're a team that's going to be competing for the championship this year, 
it would make sense to hold him because he could right. go up to be a good team. So I think it really depends on where you are at for this this year. Absolutely. Good things to consider. How about these uh hustler what who's been drafted so far? Let's let's yeah, hear let's about it. Back. Eighth round. Here we go. Started off with Antonio Brown, Russell Wilson, Noah Fant, Brandon Cooks, Logan Thomas, Dak Prescott, Debo Samuel. I took Curtis Samuel, Ronald Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Leonard Fournette, and Henry Ruggs. And we're about half almost all the way through the ninth. We'll read that in a second. A lot of wide receivers. A lot of wide receivers. Is Homie a, a Raiders fan? Because that, that's one of the earliest I've seen Ruggs. Ruggs usually slips pretty late. And he has Waller, Jacobs, and Ruggs. <laughs> so uh, he got the Cowboys. He's got Ruggs, Ruggs Michael Thomas, and Rager as his receivers. Yeah, like, damn. And Rager was a Raider last year. <laughs> Like that, that lineup makes me nervous as hell, especially for the number one draft pick. I feel yeah. like he, I'm not saying he failed, but I better see some nice wide receiver picks with his last, you know, five picks that yep. make his start, his two starting wide receivers make sense to me. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be honest. I probably would have, instead of taking Jacobs there, I probably would have taken a Terry or an Allen Robinson. Yeah. Boom. And then I would have, right. at that point where Josh Allen is, I probably would have waited and taken another receiver. Boom. And then you got the two court, two running backs, so you would have had McCaffrey. And now Harris is starting to scare me with, with the Raheem kid that's coming out. And I'm look sure. at how yeah. much – I know Josh Allen's going to be a beast, but look at how much it hurt taking Josh Allen there. If he would have took any wide receiver there, his team is so much better yeah. than what it is, you know, right now. Yeah, and I think that's the key to – um these leagues man you gotta you gotta kind of wait on these qbs like it's hard because last year i took i took um <clears throat> mahomes in like the, the third fourth round thinking i had barkley i had Mixon. i was like let me get mahomes and lock this down and i hit on all my late wide receivers but mahomes never returned third round value and i lost, lost my first two running backs i still made the finals but it was not not a team that i i, I loved uphill battle we know yep. about those all right, ninth round, let's read it out. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. So we got Jalen Rager and oh, Marquise Brown, <laughs> Michael Pittman, Kenyon Drake. I took Corey Davis. I was hoping that um, a guy like Jacoby Myers would fall, but um, some people have probably been paying attention to me, I guess, because I went Tannehill and then Jacoby Myers went, then James Conner, Tom Brady, Zach Moss, Mike Williams, and uh, Darnell Mooney to round out the night. There we, and Taco, you had to do it. You had to be the one to go double up on your QB. And so now, like, the top 10 QBs went, and as soon as Tannehill and Brady went, now my uh, my Spidey sense started tingling. And I was like, it's, it's about time we got to get ready to make our moves. And, of course, you're the one to do it. Oh, actually, you know what? Maddie Daddy did it first. Yeah. Martin and Brady. He He's RJ, uh, Ray J. You know, he hit first. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, yo, bro, I, I didn't even realize the time on the first one. So I kind of just grabbed Michael Williams on instinct. I was like, I really can't see anyone. I think he has good upside. Fuck it. Lock me in. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was, I wouldn't, I got auto picked Brady. So I'll take it. I mean, it's not the worst auto pick. But yeah. but yeah, you already had your QB. Who knows if that's where you somebody auto picked James Robinson for me in the second round. I was like, what is this oh, shit? Oh Damn. my god, they must not like you, huh? No, the first it, it, this was like the Raz Ball Bowl. First oh. pick I made, and then huh? the second and third, I slipped through the timer and ended up with Michael Thomas and James Robinson. I was pissed. Ooh. Damn. Damn. Like, that's a good way to start it. Yeah, nice pick by JP. Damn it. I was about to pick Dylan right there. He's another running back. What? I said another running back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Five running backs. That would be that'd probably be my last one. But yeah, you gotta. I mean, so in this, I mean, we have I don't know how many bench spots. I think five bench spots in mm-hmm. here. What do you guys think about AJ Dillon, though? I, I think that he's gonna have a little bit of flex. Like uh, I you like know. him. I think he's interesting. I do think he's interesting. I I, I like him. Yeah, because think about what they did with Jamal Williams last year. Yeah. And like the last couple of years, like Jamal Williams has returned consistent value. And we know Aaron Jones does have some injury uh, risk to him. And they do monitor his workload. It's not like he gets like 70% of the snaps. He's usually rocking at like 45 to 50. Yeah. Yeah. Really like anywhere between 45 to 55 on a normal basis. So, yeah, I mean, I got to think that a guy like AJ Dillon's going to come in and get like, you know, I, I would say 25 to 40% of the work like right away. Cause who knows if they're going to mix in that rookie at all. Yep. Yo, yo, what up sports sports that I had the 10th pick of my draft last night. And Alvin Kamara fell to me because so many people took first round QBs. So I'm assuming a uh, super flex draft, right? Um, Cause yeah, I've seen Kamara. I mean, shit, I've seen Kamara go in the second round of some super flex drafts. Right. That's why I love Superflex, and I, I was talking about it when we did a live draft a couple days ago. Everybody can do the strategy that they want, and you can still get a lot of your guys just because everyone if everyone does different things. So many players fall that don't normally fall in uh, these one QB leagues. So the order just got redone, and I got fucking 11th pick. Let's Damn. go. Let's go. I got in my in – my, this is my uh, – I guess this would be my set third biggest money league because I rock one for five, one for three. This one's for one fifty. Um, five thousand, three thousand. Ooh, girl! <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and Ryan said, "What round do you start looking to handcuff?" So it just you- depends. I mean, if you got a Dalvin Cook, you got a Zeke, uh, you got a CMC, you know, stuff like that. In a real draft, you better start being ready between the tenth and the twelfth rounds, like somewhere in there, because someone just may try to do it just to spite you. I've seen it happen in real drafts, in super flex drafts, no less. So you just better be ready. AJ Dillon, I would say, you know, that's probably the best handcuff who can bring in, you know, value on his own. But uh, I uh, he went in the tenth. Uh, Ma, Zach Moss and Singletary. One of them is the handcuff. You know, we don't know who it's going to be, but Moss went in the ninth. Singletary went in the 10th. J.D. McKissick just went in the 10th, even though I know he's going to have some uh, standalone value. And Hines and Coleman. Well, actually, let me just read out the whole 10th round. McKissick, Stafford, Elijah Moore, Ito Smith, Baker Mayfield, uh, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon. I took Michael Gallup, Dallas Goddard, Will Fuller, 
Naeem Hines and Tevin Coleman. So it's all it's all handcuffs there in the tenth round. All right. Who's this other Maddie? We got two Maddies in here. We got Maddie uh -oh. V right in front Maddie of me. Maddie V, what's up, baby? The diaper dandy. <laughs> Sammy Boy said, thoughts on taking Waller over Ridley in a two-wide receiver league. I, I can mean, dig it. Yeah. I mean, both are kind of right around the same area for me. All right, getting one more running back because I think he's going to be the starting running back there. Oh, Lindsay, hey. Eh? Now, okay, so then here's my counter to the handcuff argument. Is it worth it to handcuff or is it better to shoot for an upside play? Like, would you rather get a guy like a Lindsay or would you rather be handcuffing someone here? So, I mean, that's why I took Lindsay. Like, I, I, had, I had the choice of Pollard. Um, um, couple other guys, and uh, yeah, I, I just feel like I'd rather have the upside of Lindsay. I'd almost rather take someone else's handcuff, you know, especially like you know, mm -hmm. an Alexander Madison. If I had Dalvin Cook, I don't even know if I'd want to get him because every time he's come in, when Dalvin Cook has been hurt, he's always kind of been blah, anyways. Right. Guy like Pollard could have his own standalone value this year. I think more than years past, that's probably going to be a little bit more more true i was gonna say jamal williams out loud but i i didn't just to not uh and chuba hubbard those are probably my my two favorite handcuffs because i i feel like jamal williams he could start some games and be like a 1a and swift be the 1b you know maybe we're talking like 15 to 14 carries or something like that like very close and um chuba hubbard looks fucking good he was like my favorite running back coming out um, just a shit landing spot because CMC's in front of you and he's the best running back in the league. I'll be right. honest. I, I, I have a 14-team league where I'm going to get McCaffrey with the first pick. I've already told my co-manager, that's one guy that I'm interested in, in snagging up where, I, like I said, I, I am normally cool with um, going with the upside play, but an upside back like that, just in case McCaffrey goes down and McCaffrey is your holy grail, um, I think that does make sense. I think he's the only back I probably handcuffed. I, is it me or did 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 Matic did not look that good last year? Like when I watched him play, I was not impressed. Nah, we've been everybody's wanted him for so long because of Cook, and he just hasn't done anything. Yeah, and then and then Pollard. Okay, I like him, but that whole Cowboys offense is like a lot to go around and a lot to worry about. Like I I, I don't know. I know that the Carolina Panthers are going to use their running back and he's going to run and he's going to catch passes and that's going to be a huge part of their game. Like, I just know that. Like, you know what I mean? And Hustler, so you got no QB, no tight end. You just went real. You went all risk it for the biscuit. You said, I need Lindsay. I don't need any of these other guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're on mute. You're on mute like your team, bro. Like your team. Ah, I'm <laughs> too much. No risk it, no risk it, no biscuit. You already know. <laughs> like, damn, you already know what I'm about to do right now. <laughs> already know what I'm about to do right now. <laughs> I like that Terrace Marshall pick. That's a good pick. 
I like Move. that Russell Gage pick. Eh, Higby. I'm kind of nervous about him. I know that the the narrative is there, like you know Stafford through to TJ Hawkinson a lot, but I I'm avo- I'm avoiding I'm avoiding. I, I I got four Rams here. I got Henderson Cup. <laughs> I got Stafford. I got Higby. Like, bro, I think that 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 Rams offense is going to be dynamic this year. Kevin All Coleman is familiar with the coach and the system. I like him to start. Me too. He could. I mean, shit. That whole. But- well, Jets backfield is going to be a shit show. Especially, yeah. Especially early. Yes. I think late, though, Carter is the guy. For so sure. that that's why Carter gets drafted a little bit higher. But to start the season, I love it because there is a chance he can hold on to the job or he can, you know, really start to dominate and take over. So I do think that's a possibility. But, you know, in this type of league, I'd basically be looking at Hustler. I'd be like, yo, bro, you want to trade? You got all these running backs and I got all these wide receivers, quarterbacks. I'd put I put Wilson on the on the table, try to get somebody out of you. I I'd, I'd maybe think about putting Kelsey on the board and trying to get somebody out of you because the way your team is built and the way my team is built, like I have two running backs and then huh, I have five, six wide receivers, two quarterbacks, two tight ends. Like I'm, and, I'm and, great. and look at the potential trade value that I got right there. You know, just going early. You know, four out of my first five picks being running backs, like. If Javonta Williams or ETN flashed, you know, right away, first, second game, like, man, I'm going to be able to come away with a wide receiver one, you know, two or three players, you know, for a stud running back. Um, that's why I just – I like the, I like, I like going running back heavy in a one QB league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, now that I have 11 <clears> – <throat> and the worst part about me having 11th pick is the guy that I do all my mock drafts with, like a lot of them at least, um, he has the 12th pick in that draft. So I'm gonna get sniped on the end with the bookends. Like <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to take take some early picks versus like trying to wait, right? Yeah. Like it, it's gonna be a lot of times where I was just saying, like, you gotta know who's drafting behind you. It's like, okay, I know that Barkley may pass back to me, so I might have to take Gibson there <laughs> or Aaron Jones if he slides there. Like, you know what I mean? Like I I may have to try to risk it on Barkley and hope he comes back around, but they all know I love Barkley. I, I wear the Barkley jersey every year. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting. I was almost gonna take Barkley at four. Like, <laughs> hey, Maddie, why, hey, Maddie, Daddy, why don't you read out round uh, eleven and twelve? Oh, baby, I was hoping you'd say that. Eleven and twelve, tricky rounds here, guys. We had Gronk, your tight end with the upside, could produce. Of course, he's connected to Brady. Everybody loves him at the eleven one. That's value. 11-2, Burrow, when protected, top five QB upside, very sexy. Hardman's one big play away from winning you the week. Gus Bus, the ultimate handcuff slash running back by committee. We got Lindsey from the Hustler, could be the starter in Texas. Um, Pollard at the 11-6, followed by Shepard. Then you got a set of handcuffs here in Jamal Williams and Hubbard. Amasa St. Brown, another sexy name in the 11th, as well as Gage and Marshall. 11th round had some surprises, but has some intrigue, too. Um, 12th round, this one gets a little uglier. Booker, Higby and Hilton, uh, Janu, eh. Marvin Jones, one of those guys like Landry, but does produce. Tanyan, nobody's buying the hype from last year. We got Devontae Parker, will we ever see him again? Oh, Trevor Lawrence here. That's another intriguing one. Madison feels like the flowers off the rose. Madison followed by 
David Johnson, who was actually a hell of a value last year. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar could be the number one receiver in New England, and then it, sometimes love hurts, and that's what you got finishing your eleventh round. Yeah, interesting. You you took you took Hurts over Lawrence, even though Hurts does give you that rushing upside. Like I do feel like Lawrence Hertz might be. A, Lawrence I'm runs not, a pretty fast forty two though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm six two twenty runs like a four five. I mean, he's not s- slow, slow. I don't believe. Maybe I don't know four five. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> but but Hertz has offers. He feels like one of those running quarterbacks. Hertz though, if you know what I mean. Like when you watch Hertz play, he's like a runner that can throw, not like Lawrence who's going to be throwing and may run a little bit. Like I feel like it's like almost like talking like um, Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Like Mahomes can run, but He's going to be looking to throw downfield and make a play with his arm versus Jackson, who's going to be like, well, you know what? That's a lane, and I'm just going to blow up the lane. Um, and Lawrence Lawrence scared me a little this preseason. What were you saying? I'm just completely out on the Eagles. Like, I mean, look at how they've looked the last couple years. You know, like, I know yeah. I have Miles Sanders, like, in one league because he fell super late, and I did, like, a zero RB strategy. And um, it was a super flex. But I just feel like Lawrence – I mean, we saw, like, Gardner Minshew. You know, be a viable QB in this league, you know, and mm-hmm. I feel like Lawrence, he's definitely Minshew 2.0, you know, because he can throw a lot better. He can mix in those runs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather have Lawrence than Hurts. I mean, that's just that's just how I feel like they're, they're going to have a better run game in Jacksonville for sure. And um, I, I like their wide receivers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Everyone always gets hurt in uh, in Philly like it's just bound to happen. And and this rough preseason for Lawrence doesn't scare you at all. I mean, it's preseason. I don't put too much stock into it, you know. Um, and then you win Lance. You, you think go. Lance is going to get that spot? I I mean, I think sometime within the season he will. So you think that's worth drafting or waiting on the waiver wire for? Because that's – I guess it just depends. It was between him and Cousins. Uh, right now, actually, him, cousins, and Ryan. Right now, for the second one, I, I just got a lot of rookies on my team, and I feel like in some leagues, might have to get him with the last pick. So you now, know? here's here here's an interesting question. Then, why or how or you do you think that uh, Trey Lance offers a lot more upside than you know the rookie that went right before him and Zach Wilson? Because Zach Wilson, so far this preseason, has looked like he's going to be a steal. I think they both play in uh, in tough divisions. And, yeah, Zach – I mean, it depended. If this was a super flex, I probably would have went Zach Wilson because I would have needed a starter, you know, mm-hmm. if I was in the same position. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in a one QB league, Trey Lance might be that guy that I stash, you know, for four, five, six weeks because if he – he's going to get in. He's going to mm-hmm. get playing time mm-hmm. right away. And I just feel like his upside with uh, the San Fran um, Mm -hmm. offense is higher than Zach Wilson second half of the season. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's going to be interesting because there's a lot of these late QBs like Tua can go either way. Kirk Cousins is Mr. Reliable. Uh, Justin Fields. Except except in primetime games. (laughs) Well, that's reliable, though. He's reliably bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, someone took a ram on me. Damn. Oh. All right. Let's read out this 13th round. So a couple rookies here to start. Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, 
Uh, Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's still getting drafted, even if it's late. <laughs> Brian Edwards, I took Trey Lance, Rashad Penny, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, James White, Gabriel Davis. Um, is that Xavier Jones? I forget what his first name is. And then Latavius Murray. And let's see who goes with the last pick. Jamison Crowder. Ooh. <laughs> JC Money Design said, Kirk, <laughs> a great joke. Don't draft him. Look straight trash. And I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> Stevens. We That's the guy. Stevens. That's Love the guy. Intrigue. Yep. Well, I, I, could, I, I, I forgot to look him up before I made my pick because I definitely would have taken him over Murray. Dude's a baller. Yeah, he's the guy that I got to remember for late because, like I said last time, someone is going to be a good running back in New England. We don't know who because they run the ball. They run the ball. But Sony Michelle is done. I do like picking up James White real late where I can because you already know, at least early in the season, Cam, he's checked down Charlie when he gets there in the red zone. Yeah, You know, that might be an underrated name, man. That really might be an underrated name because – he like there's no um Rex Burkhead this year. Sonny no. Michelle is pretty much done. Rondre Stevens, I don't know how good he is in the passing game, but I doubt that he starts working over James White initially to start. So you could Harris look- can't stay healthy either. So I mean he's an injury away from yeah being an RB2 no matter what. Yeah, White actually might be might be someone that's going a little bit too late here, to be honest. Like who offers you more? Not, it's just because he's not gonna get that. I mean that many rush like at all like i mean less than five a game but you know if you could put up four or five receptions in a game that's, that's i mean i i think i think that's the key because in ppr you know it's one point per catch like you you if you get like five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown you know you're looking at like damn near 16 points yeah you know so especially if they use him in the red zone and he's that catching back and that could be an interesting situation where he's going to be a real return on investment where, yeah, he doesn't offer you RB1 or RB2 upside, but he'll be a consistent flex play that you'll be sitting there like ecstatic that you get. So I definitely agree that James White, honestly, when you, when you look at that guy's team, those three picks that he has there, uh, Williams, Jones, and White, I think all offer some real good upside. Um, Williams, because obviously we know Swift has some injury concerns. He has that groin injury. Jones, we don't know who the number one's going to be, and Jones consistently puts up top 25 numbers. And, I mean, we just talked about White. Yep. And, uh, I mean, Hunter Henry, I mean, that's the only, yeah. uh, you know, suspect pick, you know, there just because he's already been hurt, like, I think on two separate occasions now. In the That makes me like Johnu more because especially, like, in the Patriots system, all the nuances of, you know, the way that their playbook works, like, it's not an easy playbook to pick up and I feel like all the time that he's missing that's going to make a difference to where Janu could start really hot. You know what Janu right now is kind of reminding me of? He almost feels like um that first season of Darren Waller, like before Darren Waller was known where he was going late cuz he's the athletic tight end who maybe could play like the wide receiver one on the team. Cuz yeah. I think that's what we could be looking at where Smith, where Smith is realistically probably the wide receiver one. And I do think that there's a potential where, you know, in larger leagues, both Henry and Smith can return value. Yeah, for sure. And I really feel like, I mean, last year, I don't know what it was, but Johnu never got hit like in space ever, like never got hit in stride. It's like he's getting it. It's either red zone, you know, to where, you know, there's no space for him to run or he's catching it while he's getting tackled. And I feel like with the Patriots, the way that they scheme the tight end, 
I feel like he's going to get a little bit more yardage than he did in the past and have a little bit of yak. Mm-hmm. 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 It'll be intriguing in uh, New England. So many new pieces and just a different style. So even Mac Jones, man, like how long does he hold off, you know? Definitely, I think by week four to six somewhere is where he gets in there. I just yeah. – you know that the Patriots fans want them. He's looked pretty good, you know, in the preseason. And I feel like if Cam doesn't come out like really slinging it, that uh, Mac Jones is right there. Yeah. Well, so in far – yeah, but so far in preseason, I think Cam has been look, shockingly looking efficient, and that's all. That's all Bill needs. Just be a little bit efficient because he's gonna run Cam ragged. Cam is gonna be right. like, Cam, I don't need you next year, bro. So you know what? First and goal, run. Second and goal, run. Third and goal, run. Third, fourth and goal, just jump over now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cam Newton is gonna get beat up, but he could be getting a lot of rushing touchdowns. But then imagine if Cam goes down, all that rushing upside for those yeah. RBs, man. Yeah, you're right. Crazy. You're right. You're right. I think, though, John New, regardless of anything, might be the safest play in New England this year. I like Janu a lot. I just yeah. think he's got that upside. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I actually I regret really, taking Higby over him. I really like Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby Myers like I think that he has the potential to be the number one wide receiver they love him because he's like an undrafted player that's literally worked up through the ranks and I know that they got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne but Mm. you know those guys aren't really like that electrifying or anything they're like wide receiver twos not even a wide receiver one in the NFL so Jacoby Myers is pretty much like free I know that uh, Charter is in this uh, in this draft with us and he knows that I like Jacoby Myers so that's why he took him so early Yep. But um, yeah, I think that cool. also that that this whole New England team and situation might might be like a sleeper team for fantasy because everyone is off the radar on them. They're all going like after round seven, eight. There's not one player, maybe other than Harris, who's going pretty high, and he hasn't even looked that great yet, and he does have injury concerns. Um, with this team, I mean, who's going to be their wide receiver? One, Johnu Smith, maybe. You know, Born and 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 um, the other guy. I'm not, I don't even, uh, or Myers, you know, Myers offers, you know, that upside as, as that wide receiver one, you know, we were just talking about James White as that late dart throw because he could possibly have some really good value. You're talking about 13th round for a guy. That's yeah. value right there. Free. Any, anybody after 11th round or after, I just feel like it's free. And that's why I'd really be mm-hmm. shooting for high upside players. Like mm-hmm. I don't really like shooting for safe floor players. But then, like, when you look at it, like, a guy like Madita, Madison or, or or White, you know, the way you st- I start looking at that now, White actually becomes more of a value at that point yeah. of, of the draft where maybe I need it. Like, and I'm saying this also because let's look at it, McKissick. Does White offer more value than McKissick considering we don't know what's going to go on this year? Does White uh, offer more value than Hines this year? Because now that you have Marlon back back and you're supposed to be expecting Jonathan Taylor to take a next step, wouldn't that necessarily mean that Hines is going to be taking a regression? I think Hines is going to take a little bit of regression. Um, J.D. McKissick, though, I, I feel like his his floor is safe. Like, I really feel like he's but, going to be that four to six, like, reception guy. Um, I mean, but we saw the big boost with him with Alex Smith. Like, if you if you called anyone a check down guy, Alex Smith was it. He was just hitting that running back. This guy was getting, like, 10 to 12 catches in those, some of those games, which really boosted his value. I mean – I agree with you where he does offer some some good value, but 
wouldn't you think that James White might have more of an opportunity than J.D. McKissick because of Antonio Gibson being such a premier three-down type back? Well, for me, I just feel like with McKissick, it's baked into their offense. Like, yeah, Alex Smith is checked down Charlie, but you look how Washington's even playing in the preseason right now. They're checking it down, and that's a big part of their offense. And we're talking about, you know, the same coordinators, you know, that were there with CMC a couple years ago. So they, it's it's an easy Damn, play, bro. Easy play to throw a ball out, you know, a yard or two, and let a guy get in space. And I feel like McKissick's definitely going to be like the two, not even a one B. But I feel like as much as they're going to be checking it down, which they've already showed, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he was checking it down a lot. It was baked into the offense, so it's not even really a check down. You're, you're really starting to make me think about Gibson at the at the 111, man. He's a fucking beast. Like, like man. bro, I think Gibson, man. I, I like Gibson more than Taylor this year, and I, I don't know if I I'm the too. only one. I think I have, we're, yeah. What I about have, over Chubb? Who would you rather have, Nick Chubb or Gibson? So I have I have uh, Elliot, Chubb, and then Gibson as, uh, like, my six, six, seven, and eight. I believe the, the thing about um, Cleveland is that they have they, they're one of those teams like like the Ravens, like Maddie was saying, where it's like they just have so much volume running the ball that like they can support having the two running backs in Hunt and in um in Chubb. But I, I just I don't know. Personally, I, I, I'm starting to go Gibson to the moon, man. Yeah, Gibson, and I think- Gibson and Eckler and Jones are like my favorite guys in this back half of this this first round. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, Gibson may turn into a late first round, you know, just because the hype yeah. is there. I feel like a reason why J.D. McKissick is also safe, he's good in pass protection, and Washington's defense is so fucking stout that if they go up, you know, Gibson, he's gotten hurt, you know. Um, he's gotten hurt in the past, so we got to make sure that uh, he's all he's there through the 17 games. So I feel like they're going to monitor that workload a little bit. Yep. Yep. All right. Before we get out of here, why, why don't we each uh, talk about maybe like a team or two that we like outside of our own? Uh, Maddie, Daddy, why don't you start and talk about a team or two that uh, stand out to you here? Um, I'm going to go for whoever drafted from the 12th spot. A lot of intrigue here. Um, I don't believe he – did he take a – yeah, he did take – so look at this squad. You got Barkley and Gibson Gaskin. So right off the bat, if two of three of these guys hit, you're going to be in most games. You got Galladay, if healthy, he's the number one on his team. That should be wide receiver two production. Hawk's going to get fed targets. Murray's safe with his rushing floor, could improve as a passer. Then you got, I believe that's AB right there. AB could be sneaky. So you got AB, Mooney's a deep guy there. Fields is there. It's going to be sexy. Um, I still think McKissick's going to get a little bit of work. I don't know what, but at the 10th round, I'll take it. Terrence Marshall in the slot with uh, his ex-coach from, you know, college. That's sexy. And then, like we said, we've seen what Stevenson's done. He's one injury away from being fantasy relevant. So I think the 12th spot's pretty sexy right there. Yeah, the wide receivers are probably the only thing. I mean, I like the guys that he got late, but Galladay and Landry is the one and two. I think that's the only thing that would make no, me. No, yeah. He, uh, but I, I'd almost take AB over Landry this year. I mean, yeah, just with that offense. I mean, Landry just doesn't have any upside. I, I agree with you. I, I think that they're, they're, I think they're the same receiver. Like it's like the same thing that you're looking at between Landry and Brown, a guy that's going to get you, you know, maybe ten to eleven points per game. 
doesn't really offer you the big blow up. You know, maybe they'll blow up once or twice for the year, but for the most part, they're just going to be, you know, five catches for 50 yards, seven catches for 70 yards, and call it a day. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at Maddie V, uh, one, two, three, the fourth pick. Um, that was that's an actually interesting team. You got Henry, Metcalf, McLaurin. Um, they, they take Mahomes at, at the fourth, which is, you know, normally I do like uh, the, the later running backs, I mean, later quarterbacks, but I think for the way his team is built, he ended up getting Carter, Jones, and Drake in that glut of, you know, seventh to ninth round to really balance his roster out. He has Judy and Thielen as his wide receivers three and four. I think Thielen as a wide receiver three is an absolute steal. So you're talking about you have one of the best running backs. You have a deep wide receiver core. You have running backs to, to hold you over. You got, you got Mahomes killing it. Um, I, I really like that team. Yeah, for sure. You nailed it. Hit it on the head. Yeah. And uh, I can't stroke his ego too much, but, man, I really like Maddie Daddy's team. I, I like the way that it's like it's super well-rounded. I mean, going three running backs right off the bat, like even if Swift – doesn't hit i mean you took him so late that uh that, that's really i mean took him at uh, rb20 like that's mm-hmm. like perfect and probably the latest that i've really seen him go uh and then lamb and uh deontay johnson deontay johnson's been looking real good in the preseason definitely looks like big ben's like favorite target so i think he is going to lead the team in targets and then uh, lamar jackson you know he's always going to do good and then boyd and cooks like i feel like boyd is so like undervalued you know right now and then cooks I don't know if Cooks has ever finished lower than like, you know, a, like a, a wide receiver too. Like he's always fucking mm-hmm. money. You know, he's going to be the number one there. Even auto pick Brady was still nice. I don't know about Edo Smith, but I do like, you know, partnering up with Janu Smith there for sure. That's Irv. Or Irv Smith. I mean, yeah, Edo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Irv Smith. I, I get a little bit nervous like about is this really going to be the breakout? Because it seemed like each of the last couple years – he was more talented than Rudolph, and I know Rudolph's gone, but does Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins just not like throw it to him? Like we shall see. <laughs> I do like the Chuba pick, and then I like the Janu pick. Gabriel Davis super late is crazy. Yeah, someone uh, even threw that out there. Gabe Davis that late's a steal, and then uh, Fields. I think uh, it's only a matter of time before Fields gets in there, and I can't wait. And you got Allen Robinson, so. Got uh, or no, that was the guy after you, uh, but yeah, I can't wait. Uh, or no, and you didn't get field, you got Gio Bernard. Sorry, I'm really high in the mixed, uh, mixed the last guy, in you, but yeah, Gio Bernard. I think that they're not gonna play Keyshawn Vaughn, and uh, <laughs> that Gio actually gets in there a little bit. Maddie, I think you're muted. Oh, yeah, you definitely are. My kid was in the room. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I'm pumped with the upside. Like I said, Gabe Davis this late, injury away from something. Geo, I mean, Fournette and Rojo can't pass block. Bernard's an excellent pass down guy. I mean, this to me, Bernard's a screaming value in the 14. Definitely. He's free. He was a throw in at that point. Fall free. Yeah. All right. That was dope. That was dope. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. Uh, that one's going to be a little bit in the uh, 
in the later afternoon or close to the evening, depending on where you are. And um, yeah, I'll let you know the specific time a little later on social media and stream should be posted a little later tonight. So yeah, Taco, Maddie, Daddy, if you guys got nothing going on, you're more than welcome to uh, to jump in. Going to do the same settings. Do a lot of one QB mock drafts for all these uh, mock drafts starting on the 30th. It's uh, upcoming. Nice. Yeah, if you're if you're doing it in the evening tomorrow, I, I should be down. I, I had some stuff early, but I, I, other than that, I'm in, baby. It, it's it's uh it's redraft season. It's one QB season. It's my shit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All it, right, baby. All right, well, let's get out of here. Maddie Daddy, why don't you tell everybody where to find you at? Absolutely. Maddie Daddy FF. That's all gas, no breaks. I'm always on point and on in the zone, baby. Fantasy football affair for all your dynasty football questions. Wednesday nights, I do quick hitters. Then you see up there, NFT. I also do their video content. Think of it as, you know, your online gaming, your NFTs meet dynasty, meet DFX. $15,000 cash prize week one, free to enter. Get those yum-yums, baby. And Hustler, thank you for having me, my man. Yeah, thanks for making an appearance. I know you're super busy doing streams pretty much every day. So, yeah. It's a blast, dude. That's what's up. I mean, for me, uh, you guys find me at TDS Taco on Twitter. Um, I answer all questions and try to help everybody out the best I can. Um, On Facebook, uh, we have our our content going. Normally, you see me in Hustlers group posting some stuff. Uh, YouTube, we have a bunch of mock draft videos up. We're going 1QB League redraft PPR style. Uh, we're drafting uh, against the computer from every position to kind of give you an idea of the strategy and some play and some some pl- places in your draft where you might have to worry about that fork in the road. Like, okay, if I go one way or the other, how's my team going to look? So we got you covered there. Woo woo! And I'm going to be coming out with two or three of those here soon because uh, yeah, those are fun. You can knock those out a little bit faster, but I like doing it this way too, drafting against some real competition. All righty, everybody. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, everyone who's still here. Appreciate you guys. If you're not subscribed to everybody's YouTube channel here, make sure you subscribe. Uh, For everyone who's in the Facebook group for the fantasy football advice, experts, gurus, and beginners, Maddie Daddy is in there. Uh, Taco is in there. So make sure you go follow him on Facebook as well for all you guys in the group. All righty. We'll see you guys tomorrow.